Little honeybees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at them loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table. Today, we're setting the table with an eye on Southern cooking and biscuits. This weekend here in Knoxville, Tennessee, it's the International Biscuit Festival. So our guests today are Matt Gallagher and Mary Constantine. Chef Gallagher is a Knoxville restaurateur of Knox Mason and Amelia in downtown Knoxville, Tennessee. They've got some really good biscuits down there at Knox Mason. Mary Constantine is a food writer for the Knoxville New Sentinel, and she has a story for us about biscuits and a recipe to share with us called Touch of Grace Biscuits. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's an honor to have your good company. Knox Mason Restaurant is an intimate little restaurant nestled in the former Harold's Deli spot on Gay Street in downtown Knoxville, Tennessee. This restaurant features regional dishes and a good bit of locally sourced ingredients. Matt Gallagher is the owner and the chef, and he created this restaurant. We're going to meet up with him now and hear more about this place. That was my trajectory, and, and like I said, even though I've had some... Uh, some career opportunities that have you know, pulled me away from Knoxville or, or um, uh, you know, taken me all over the world. My goal and my vision was always to come back to Knoxville and have a restaurant here. And um, maybe 10 years ago, downtown Knoxville wasn't ready for Knox Mason. And 10 years ago, Knox Mason wasn't ready for downtown Knoxville. Uh, but we opened just over two years ago, and we've been so blessed and, and with all the support for our com- from our community and all our neighbors and um, the farmers have been amazing f- to us, and um, so it's just been so rewarding to have a successful business and to be able to do what I love to do, and um, you know, and, and that speaks to the camaraderie that I have with my staff, and I have such an amazing staff. Um, they make me look good every day, and um, so it's just been a dream come true for me to be able to be downtown and, and have a small restaurant and have a have a, a great community that, that you know stands behind us and supports us. Absolutely. How would you describe your restaurant and a few of the favorite things that you like to offer? Sure, so, so we are small um, and our focus is to, um, to try to feature as much uh, southern and regional and local ingredients and artisans and products and techniques and so um, our, our food I want it to be accessible and recognizable I want people to um, we keep it simple enough that when a, you know the plate hits the table you know exactly what you're eating there's no um, there's no fussy garnishes and things that don't really that, uh, 
add to the dish per se. So we just want uh, you know simple, clean flavors and, and presentations. Um, but we're reflecting what's uh, what's available in our local uh, local markets and our regional uh, farmers and producers. So. Um, uh, we start with snacks like deviled eggs, pimento cheese, and pork rinds that are, you know, all very southern, uh, very traditional. Um, and we elevate them a little bit with our own chef little touches to them. Um, but uh, but you'll see um, catfish and um, uh, pork belly and things like that on the menu regularly, and banana pudding and derby pie for dessert. So so we stay true to these southern dishes and um, and uh, incorporate when we can things that are available uh, locally. So um, whether that's you know, farm eggs from Circle V Farm that we're ha we have on the menu, or um, John Mitchell's beef, and he's over in Blaine. Um, when the farmers market's in full swing, we're we're buying 70% of our dollars are going to Tennessee Farms, which is uh, I was surprised when I sat down with those numbers, but um, but gratifying because that's our goal. And um, and so we, we 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 are a small space, and and we don't have the big uh, buying power and volume that <clears throat> some other restaurants might. But we are able to spend those dollars, you know, effectively. And um, and so I think that's important because we're a small restaurant and we're supporting small farms. And I think as we work together, we'll grow together and we'll prosper together. And and ultimately, that hopefully uh, it's just going to be better for the community. Um, the more the more farms that can be successful because they have a restaurant they can sell to. The more access people have to to great uh, local products, um, you know, the healthier they're going to healthier they're going to be. And um, uh, and then I see kids at the farmers market all the time, and it's it's rewarding to me because I grew up around my mom gardening, and and I was exposed to these uh, you know tomatoes that were just picked, and I know what that is. And so seeing that um, uh, education that these young children are getting because they're exposed to the farmers market is amazing. So. Um, Anyway, uh, I could talk all day, <laughs> but but basically, you know, just the, the farmer's market is so important and, and the Market Square farmer's market is so amazing that um, um, it's really instrumental in, in our success, honestly, yes. that, that we have that two blocks away from us, you know. Absolutely. You have all kinds of wonderful southern dishes, and if you had to choose your ultimate southern meal, could you choose and what would that be you know I don't know I, I tell you there's one dish on the menu right now well currently but it's been on the menu since day one every single service we've been open we've had this menu so or this this dish so for two years even brunch uh, it's a killed green salad and that's a very traditional um, springtime dish uh, in Appalachia and um, the idea of the dish is that the young spring lettuces um, are picked the spring onions that have just come in you pick those um, traditionally, you would hard, hard boil some eggs, um, fry up some bacon, pour the bacon grease off, and pour that hot bacon grease right onto the, the greens and onions, uh, throw the bacon on top, throw the chopped egg on top, and it's just a, a very seasonal, it speaks to, to the, um, you know, that kind of tradition of, of Appalachian food that you're eating that's available, and, and by, by virtue of that, what's in season. Um, it's such a great way to, great, great way to approach uh, eating. Um, so we've taken those ideas uh, for that dish and, and um, uh, made our own uh, version. So we, we have our homemade bread. We make about, I think it's seven different types of breads right now. I have a great young baker who's, who's doing some great work for us. So uh, we make a little toast with our homemade bread we um, poach our eggs at to 142 degrees, so we have these beautiful farm eggs that are just just barely set. So you get that beautiful runny yolk. 
And then we take uh, hardier greens. We don't use the spring greens. We use uh, kale and frise, um, things that can stand up to cooking um, a brief uh, saute. And so, um, and then we take Bitten's bacon, um, and uh, which is singular, and, and it's the best bacon in the world. And we make um, a bacon vinaigrette with shallots and cherry vinegar and uh, bacon fat. And so, um, the base of the dish is a beautiful piece of toast, and you have these sautéed greens that have been cooked in Benton's bacon fat and cherry vinegar, and then we top it with a uh, poached farm egg, and um, it's very popular, um, and um, that tells a story, I think, in many ways. Um, you know, it, it speaks to the Appalachian traditions, but it's just delicious, and so, um, and I guess it tells the story of Knox Mason a little bit, and that we've elevated it and, and made it more contemporary um, by adding our own little touches with the poaching of the egg and the vinaigrette and things like that. So um, that dish, I think, captures a lot of what we of what we uh, try to present here. Um, beyond that, I love biscuits. You know, I've I've learned to make biscuits. My mom's a great bis- biscuit maker. My granddad makes great biscuits. Um, but it's taken me uh, most of my career to get to a point where I feel like I make good biscuits. But <laughs> I'm I'm proud of our biscuits now. Um, but um, yeah, I'm happy with a, I'm happy with a biscuit with sorghum butter and country ham. It's one of the best things, one of the best yeah. flavor combinations uh, that I can think of. But um. if you have just joined us, you're listening to an interview with Matt Gallagher of Knox Mason and Amelia Restaurants in downtown Knoxville, Tennessee. After the short break, we'll return with Matt. I've asked him questions about his growing up here in Knoxville, Tennessee, and what encouraged him to do what he's doing today. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes in part from Magpie's Bakery in downtown North Knoxville, just one block off Broadway on North Central Street. Magpie's Bakery can accommodate most budgets and styles, from a simple rustic barn dance with pies, cookies, and cupcakes, to a country club affair with a custom creation. Magpies West is now open on Bearden Hill, right inside the Village Exchange. That's just east of Calhoun's, a convenient pickup location for special orders and a variety of fresh baked goods daily, and pie day on Friday. Orders can be taken in person at both locations or by phone. Operating hours 12 to 5, Monday through Friday. Magpies.com, all butter, all the time. Let's join back up with Matt Gallagher right now. Well, thanks so much. It's a pleasure. What's your background? How did you get going on wanting to be a chef? Well, um, it started it started uh, fairly early for me. Um, you know, I think my story's somewhat unique. Uh, I didn't take a traditional path, but uh, but I think because I got my start with my mom and her catering company and restaurants when I was nine years old, I think uh, that echoes a lot of other people's backgrounds. And um, there's a there's a you know saying that you know if you work in a restaurant when you're young, it gets in your blood. And and I think that happened with me. Um, but uh, I think also because I love to eat and I love food, I think that helps <laughs> quite a bit. Um, but yeah, my mom. Um, we grew up in uh, Knox County and um, on a 170 acre. Um, somewhat working farm. Uh, we had horses and chickens and rabbits and things like that. No, no uh, livestock or, or big, um, not huge plots of land. But my mom did operate two different gardens um, throughout the year, and so um, part of our chores was, you know, going out and helping her in the garden. And um, wasn't always my favorite, but uh, what an education. Um, yes. <laughs> um, and so when she started her restaurants, um, I just loved the idea of. Uh, 
the activity and, and just going and helping and pitching in and and so that's where I got my start and she did that for for most of my growing up years and um, when it came time to go to college um, because of my academic success in, in math and science and things I went to UT to get a degree in chemical engineering um, but still working catering and restaurants to pay for school and um, by my junior year though I realized that cooking was a little bit more compelling for me than than the day-to-day of a chemical engineer so I finished my degree but knew I wasn't going to pursue it and my goal then was to be a chef and so I decided if I'm going to be a chef then I want to someday own my own restaurant um, and so it took about 14 years I think some somewhere in that neighborhood of, of different jobs and experience and education to get to Knox Mason and we opened just over two years ago and uh, we've been successful by by pretty much every measure and I'm so grateful for that um, but the uh, the jobs I took out of school were um, uh, out of college were um, basically I went to Blackberry Farm um, because it was the most prestigious and, and not only in this area it's it's a world-class resort and and I thought uh, in lieu of culinary school, which would be a big expense, I would go start at the bottom and, and work my way up and, and learn that way. And so um, so I spent four years there, three years as a cook, and then one year as a sous chef. Um, so that was, um, that was a formative experience for me, certainly. Um, but after four years, I got an opportunity to cook for bands and travel the world, and um, that was something I couldn't really pass up. And uh, so I spent the next five years cooking on... Um, uh, four continents and 14 countries with a bunch of different bands um, and uh, it was amazing and it was a great experience but uh, it pulled me away from Tennessee and and so when I got a job offer to uh, cook for Bill Haslam the governor in Nashville uh, it was it was something that I wasn't sure I would I would enjoy I didn't sure if that was a job for me but uh, after after talking to Bill and Chrissy um, I, I literally got goosebumps in our first interview um, because their vision for for the food of the Tennessee residents was exactly what I wanted to uh, to showcase as a chef um, uh, in my own restaurant. And so I spent two years with them and uh, really worked with so many local farmers and in, in Tennessee farms and uh, the Department of Agriculture. Um, and it was just such a neat experience to be around uh, around our. Uh, executive and, and, and somebody who truly cares about Tennessee and, and uh, admire them so much and um, so anyway just a great experience but they knew that I wanted to be back in Knoxville and they knew I wanted to open my own restaurant so so we uh, we had a two-year a two-year relationship and then uh, and then in 2012 I was able to move back and, and open up my own place so um, that's where we are today well I was interviewing Alan Benton and he probably has told you this but if he hasn't he considers you one of the finest chefs in this region. That is a uh, just um, one of the best compliments I think I've ever heard. Alan is um, he he embodies just so much about what's important to me about Appalachian culture and tradition, and he, um, he he's been working for 41 years to produce the best bacon and ham in the world, and um, and his success is such a testament to his hard work, and and uh, I think. Young cooks, um, if you know, if you're cooking in this area, you should take a drive out to Madisonville and and just go look at just go look at the smokehouse. And if Alan's there, what a treat! But um, <laughs> but just it's just such a good uh, lesson, such a good um, teachable you know experience, I guess, just to see what hard work and perseverance and, and insistence on quality. I mean, what that what that really means. And so. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's 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 natural these days because of culinary schools and the popularity of food networks and things like that for for young kids to to want to become chefs but maybe not for the right reasons you know it's mm -hmm. um, um it's like trying to be a um, professional baseball player you know there's a there's a very very uh small percentage that that you know fill that niche and then the rest of the rest of the people you know the rest of the chefs have to work you know and you've got to put in your time and mm -hmm. and so Alan is such a great representation of that of, of just um, the craft of, of what he does he is what a lovely person and he he uh, really is a fan of your your art well, so you ought to know that. That's high praise. I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I will take that with me for sure. That will, yes. that, that'll stay with me for a long time. I believe I've got that recorded even. I'll, I'll, I'll pull that out <laughs> and send it to you. It can okay. be your ringtone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds good. Aww. Well, Matt, I can't thank you enough for sparing time. And I really appreciate it so much. Absolutely. Anytime. Aw, thank you. And you can always find information about all of our interviews at TennesseeFarmTable.com. This is John Waters, agriculture teacher at Heritage High School in Blount County, Tennessee, and you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. Let's and now, let's hear from our friend, Fred Sossman. He's a food historian and teacher of Appalachian Foodways at East Tennessee State University in Johnson City. We like to call the segment of this show, Seasons Eatings. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes to you in part by Kenner Tree Care. Family owned and operated out of Louisville, Tennessee. Kenner Tree Care is proud to support this type of local community broadcasting. A certified arborist insured for your protection, offering removal of dead or problem trees, tree pruning, storm emergencies, tree care, soil conditioning, and tree and stump removal. Contact Kenner Tree Care by phone at 865-686-8344 or by Facebook. Kenner Tree Care. Tree Care, Nature's Play. This is Chef John Fleer of Rhubarb in Asheville, and you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table on East Tennessee Zone, WDVX. And we have several exciting events happening this weekend in our area that are agriculturally related. The Market Square Farmer's Market is open in downtown Knoxville today between the hours of 9 to 2 every Saturday and Wednesdays between 11 and 2. The Oak Ridge Farmer's Market in historic Jackson Square is open today from 8 to 12 and on Wednesdays 3 until sellout. The Dixie Lee Farmer's Market is open today from 9 until 2. That is near Dixie Lee Junction in Farragut, Tennessee. The Miraville Farmer's Market takes place today between the hours of 9 until sellout. Say hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with me? Maybe 
we could find us a brand new recipe. And now it's In the Kitchen with Mary Constantine, food writer for the Knoxville New Sentinel. You know, they say confession is good for the soul, so I think I'm going to make one. My homemade biscuits are like hockey pucks. Yep, if you don't believe me, just ask my youngest son. He came home from school and announced that the biscuits I had made for one of their class projects weren't eaten. Instead, they were used as weapons. Yep, the children threw them at each other. Thankfully, no one was hurt, just my feelings. I am lucky to have access to some premier bakers in Knoxville, including Belinda Ellis, who worked at the Knoxville White Lily plant for more than 20 years, and Chris Can, who also worked at White Lily before taking a job with the Southern Living Cooking School. Both of these fine ladies have provided me tip after tip on how to make a decent biscuit. But the best tip, and the one I have ignored, is that practice makes perfect. Knoxville has a very successful festival that's centered around biscuits, and thankfully, it's one time of the year that I don't have to worry about whether my biscuits are good or bad. I just go downtown and get my fill at the Biscuit Boulevard. If you need a beginner's biscuit recipe, scribble down this one. It's Touch of Grace Biscuits. It's a recipe developed by the great Shirley Courier a food scientist who shares this recipe with all the people that ask. She says it's a very wet dough recipe, which gives off more steam in the oven and creates a lighter biscuit. To make it, you need to preheat the oven to 450 degrees and arrange the oven shelf to the center of the oven. Spray a small six to eight inch round cake pan with nonstick cooking spray. Combine one and a half cups white lily self rising flour one tablespoon of sugar, one-fourth heaping teaspoon of salt into a medium mixing bowl. Using a pastry cutter, you need to work three tablespoons of shortening into the flour and salt mixture until there's no shortening lumps larger than a big pea. Stir in one-half cup heavy whipping cream and then stir in three-fourths cup buttermilk. The dough should resemble cottage cheese. Pour one cup of white lily all-purpose flour onto a plate and using a two-inch medium ice cream scoop, or you can use a spoon, scoop out a biscuit-sized lump of wet dough, place it in the flour, and sprinkle flour over it to coat the outside. It's important to keep your hands floured while you're doing this too. Pick up the biscuit and shape it into a soft round mass and shake off the excess flour. Place the biscuit into the pan, pressing each one against the other so that they will rise upward instead of spreading. Continue shaping the biscuits until all of the dough is used. It makes approximately 10 biscuits. Now place that pan in the center of the oven and bake until it's lightly brown, about 20 minutes. Brush the biscuits with melted butter. Let cool for one to two minutes in the pan, then dump them out, cut them apart, butter them, and eat them while they're hot. Or... You can do what I do. Wait until the next Biscuit Festival and eat your fill. This is Mary Constantine with the Tennessee Farm Table. We want to say thank you so much for your great company here today on the Tennessee Farm Table. We hope that you can join us again right back here at 9 o'clock at WDVX.com or online at TennesseeFarmTable.com. Next week, we're going to visit with our local friend, Roy Milner, the Blackberry Farm Brewery.
They have just been selected in a contest for being the best beer in the world, made right here in East Tennessee. I hope you can join us for that next week, May 21st. Our theme song was written by myself, Amy Campbell, and beautifully performed by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. More information about Emmy Sunshine at theemmysunshine.com. That's spelled T-H-E-E-M-I sunshine.com. We want to say thank you to WDVX for bringing to you pure community broadcasting, just like this show. They are our media partner, and we couldn't do this without them. More information at WDVX.com. We'd love to invite you to connect with us on Twitter and Facebook at TennesseeFarmTable.com and check out our podcast. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.